Now, last week, we learned in Exodus 2 that God prepares the way for our deliverance even before we cried out to Him. Today, we'll look at Exodus 3, and the topic is Zoom In on I Am. Zoom In on I Am. And the big idea is Christ is the I Am in every situation of our lives. So with that, let me read to you from Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 12. It says in verse 1 of Exodus 3, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, appeared to Moses in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Now, do note that fire is a sign of God's manifest presence in the Bible. And you can see the fire motif in later passages in the Bible where the pillar of, cloud, or the pillar of fire guided the Israelites through the desert at night in Exodus 13, and the tongues of fire that rested on the disciples on the day of Pentecost, according to Acts 2. So suffice to say that verse 2 informs us that Moses was in God's presence. Look at verse 3 now. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Verse 6. And he said, I am the God of your father. I am the Elohim of your father. The God, Elohim of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. Now, verse, verses 1 to 6 was most likely the first time Moses encountered Yahweh in a very close and personal way. And if you observe the text, you will see the mention of three divine names. In verse 1, you see the name, the angel of the Lord. In verse 4, you see the name, the Lord, with capital L-O-R-D which means in the Hebrew text, Yahweh. So whenever you see the, 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 the name of the Lord, L-O-R-D in caps, it means Yahweh in the Old Testament. In verse 6, you see the mention of God five times, which means Elohim. But of great interest to us is the term, the angel of the Lord. The passage here seems to indicate that the term angel of the Lord is synonymous with Yahweh. And we will touch more on the angel of the Lord when we come to Exodus 23. But suffice to say that in verse 6, we also, say that, we also see that Yahweh identified himself to Moses as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now church, you must understand that this is an important link to the past. Because Yahweh, who appeared to Moses now, was not just any divine being. Yahweh was the same Elohim, the same God, 
who appeared to Israel's forefathers, made covenants with them, and, is, and was now appearing to Moses. Look at verse 7 now. In verse 7, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. And I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Verse 9, And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, verses 7 and 8 tells us that Yahweh, He was not blind to the sufferings of Israel. God had painfully heard and observed the suffering of His people for decades. But, the timing was not right for God to intervene. And if you recall in chapter 1, the Israelites were already suffering in Egypt before the birth of Moses. Now, 80 years later, when a, div when a divine timing was right, Yahweh then stepped onto the scene to rescue Israel. In verses 9 and 10, Yahweh then declared, that the time had come and had now come for his intervention and deliverance through Moses. Now, there's something for us to learn here regarding God's timing in our lives. If you notice in Exodus 3, we know that Moses was already 80 years old when Yahweh summoned him to be the appointed leader for Israel. But church, you must understand that 40 years ago, Moses wanted to be Israelite's leader by defending his Jewish people, but ended up killing an Egyptian in Exodus 2. And we know from last week's sermon that the moment Moses took things into his own hands, all his plans, all his grand dreams started to fall apart. Now, instead of becoming Israel's recognized leader, Moses became the fallen fugitive who ran for his life into Midian, rejected by the Israelites and hunted by his fellow Egyptians. Moses' life fell apart because he went ahead of God's divine timing for him. But 40 years later, when Moses was 80 years old, God's divine Timing had come. And Yahweh then called Moses out of obscurity. And it's a powerful reminder for all of us, church, that God has His divine schedule and timing for His purpose and plan in our lives. And may we never run ahead of God's timing for our careers, our family and ministry. In our desire for success and recognition, May we never take things into our own hands and bring unnecessary pain and anxiety into our lives. 
You see, church, the moment we are aligned to God's timing and will, you will see events falling into place. But we must also understand that alignment to God's timing does not mean that there will not be challenges and difficult situations. You see, in God's dealing with Israel, we can see that alignment to God's timing does not remove challenges. And that's why Israel had many, many challenges. But these challenges will not hinder us in accomplishing God's purpose when we are aligned with God's timing. And more importantly, you will be assured of God's presence with you through the challenges when you are walking in God's timing in your life. That's the difference. When we are aligned with God's timing, we will move forward in the midst of challenges. But when we are not aligned with God's timing, our plans will fall apart. And for those of you who are tuning in right now, are you facing challenges today? And my word of advice and wisdom for you is that don't be overwhelmed by the challenges. Instead, be more concerned with God's timing and presence in your life. It is in God's presence that you find strength. You find wisdom to resolve all your challenges. Amen. So can you type right now in the chat box, God's timing. That's right. Type in the chat box right now, God's timing. So coming back to verse 11, Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now in verse 11, Moses asked God a question. And the question is, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Now the essence of, of Moses' question is about reputation, status, and power. Because 40 years ago, Moses was a prince in Egypt and at the prime of his life with everything going for him. But 40 years later now, Moses was a fugitive running away from Egypt and a shepherd looking after his father-in-law's sheep. Mind you, these sheep were not even his. At 80 years old, Moses was a nobody and had no status and power to speak to Pharaoh. On the other hand, Pharaoh had all the power and might of Egypt with him. Furthermore, the Egyptians look upon Pharaoh as a deity, the incarnated son of Ra, the creator of the universe according to Egyptian cosmology. Moses, a nobody, versus Pharaoh, the power and might of Egypt. Moses, a human, versus Pharaoh, the incarnated son of Ra. So in this sense, Moses knew that there was no way he could face Pharaoh in his own human strength and standing. That was why Moses asked the question in verse 11. Now let's look at Yahweh's reply to Moses in verse 12. In verse 12, look at it right now, he says, And he said, that means God said, But I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, 
you shall serve God on this mountain. Now, all, all of you who are tuning in, did you notice that Yahweh, God, did not answer Moses' question in verse 11? Instead of helping Moses to overcome his, his inferiority complex, Yahweh's reply to Moses was, I will be with you. Now, these five words were all Moses needed to face Pharaoh. Yahweh's point to Moses was this, who you are is not important. Instead, who is with you is the most important. Let me repeat that one more time. God's point to Moses was this, who you are is not important, but who is with you is the most important. In Moses' eye, he did not have the worth and the identity to speak to Pharaoh. By the eyes of Yahweh, his presence with Moses was all he needed. It was his worth, his identity as God's representative. Now, interestingly, Yahweh took 40 years in the desert to strip Moses of all his human accomplishments and pride in Midian. When Moses was emptied of all his pride and esteem, Yahweh then called him to be Israel's leader. You see, in God's perspective, an emptied vessel with God's presence is much more powerful than a self-filled vessel without God's presence. An empty vessel with God's presence is much more powerful than a self-filled vessel without God's presence. You see, church, Yahweh was Moses' worth and identity. It is never based on what Moses had done and accomplished. It's all about Yahweh's presence going with Moses to speak to Pharaoh. Now, what about those of you who are listening to this teaching right now online? As you listen to this from home or from your computer, from your mobile phone, are you facing challenges and are you, are you facing pharaohs in your life that appear insurmountable and impossible for you? Are you in a situation where you doubt your ability as Moses did? And you're asking the same question, who am I? Who am I to do this? Who am I to be in this situation? And if you are in this, in this situation right now, I want you to pause in God's presence and allow God's Spirit Allow His Holy Spirit to speak to you right now. Because I want you to take time to wait upon the Lord. Ask God if He has called you into the situation to undertake what you are going through right now. If the Lord has called you to undertake this current situation, then His presence will go with you in overcoming the Pharaohs in your life. But some of you are shaken. Some of you are shaken right now because your past achievements could not give you the needed worth and strength for your situation. But please know, please know that your identity, your worth should not be based on your past successes alone. Let your strength be based upon your worth and your identity as a child of God, as someone whom God has caught you into the situation 
as God's servant. And all you need to do right now is to allow His presence, His Spirit to direct you step by step. I know it can be, it can be overwhelming at times, but I want you to know that as long as God has called you, His presence will be sufficient for you. You see, church, the pharaohs in your life cannot stop and defeat you when God is with you. Can somebody say amen? However, if you are at a place right now where you do not know if the Lord has caught you into the situation, then I want you to pray and ask the Lord if His presence will go with you right now into your situation. And if you, when you pray it, and after prayer, if you don't sense the Lord's leadership and presence in the situation, then I would advise you, stop what you're doing and realign yourself to the Lord. Do not proceed anymore. Do not proceed against God's timing and purpose for your life. Amen? So let's encourage each other right now. Do, let's do it online right now. Let's encourage each other to align to God's timing and purpose by typing in the chat right now. I want you to type in the chat, God's presence. That's right. Type in your chat right now, God's presence. That's so important, isn't it? We need God's presence to go with us. And that's what happened to Moses. So coming back to Exodus 3 right now, we have read that God assured Moses of his worth and identity through His very presence with Moses. But that was still not enough for Moses. Moses then went on with another question for God in verse 13. In verse 13, he says this, Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is His name? What shall I say to them? Now, during the 400 years in Egypt, you must understand that the Israelites had seen a pantheon of Egyptian gods. And some of them might have even worshipped Egyptian gods themselves. So it was a very valid question to ask for the name of the God who sent Moses. And look at verse 14 now. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, if you were to see God's answer to Moses, it could appear a little bit odd, isn't it? Moses was asking for, for God's name. And God replied, I am who I am. And I can imagine Moses, right, thinking to himself, huh? What kind of name is that for me to bring back to the Israelites? I'm going to tell them I am has sent me. Who is this I am? Doesn't I am have a name or something? You see, church, the name I am, who I am, will not make sense if we don't have the context. You see, when it comes to Bible interpretation, context is king. So coming back to the context right now in Exodus 3, you will see that God was not exactly giving Moses a name, a, a name that he could bring back to them. God was telling Moses, actually, instead of a name, God was telling Moses the essence of who he was. 
You see, God, Yahweh was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was the God who heard the cry of the Israelites in Egypt for the last 80 years. He was the God who was, who was now speaking to Moses. He was the God who would unleash His power against Pharaoh and his gods. And He was the God who would deliver them and bring them into the promised land. This is the I Am. So God was telling Moses in verse 14, I shall be who I shall be to you and the nation. And I am he who is. I exist. Therefore, verse 14 was not exactly God's name, but rather it's God's character that he would always, always be there for Moses and Israel. It talks about God's presence. It talks about God being there in every part of their need. What is then God's name that Moses could bring back to the Israelites? Well, the answer is found in the following verses. In verse 15, God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the, the word L-O-R-D is Yahweh. The Lord, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. So the name is Yahweh. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Verse 15 clearly states that the Lord, Yahweh, was the God of Israel's forefathers. Look at verse 16 now. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord, again Yahweh, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt. So verse 16 tells us again that Yahweh had heard Israel's current suffering. Verse 17, And I promised, that means God promised that I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. So verse 17 tells us that Yahweh will bring them all into the promised land. Verse 18 now. And they will listen to your voice. And you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, again Yahweh, Yahweh the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord, Yahweh our God. So we can see from these passages that the God of Israel is Yahweh. And Yahweh is His name. Now this is such a powerful encounter between God and Moses. And I want to focus right now on God's reply to Moses in verse 14. When God replied with, I am who I am, God was telling Moses that he had always been involved in the journey of Israel. In, in Moses' life right now, and all that would happen in the future. You see, church, I am who I am is a declaration of God's involvement in history, God's involvement in our current situation, and God's involvement 
with all that will happen in the future. I am who I am tells us that God was with us in the past. He is right now with us in our current pandemic and He will be there with us in the future. And when I realized that God was, is, and always will be there for me, with me, church, I want you to know that I stand amazed at God's love for me and for all of us. And allow me to share my personal encounters with you right now to illustrate this point. Now, many of you, you have heard before that I grew up in a broken family. At the age of nine years old, my dad left the family and I was raised by a mom who only had a primary school education. And it was tough. It was tough growing up in a low-income family without much parental guidance. Providentially, instead of joining gangs in Lenkobaru, and that's where I used to stay in Block 55, so instead of joining gangs in Lenkobaru, I joined a church at Queenstown and met our Lord Jesus Christ. Somehow, with very few resources in my life, I was able to study and made it through the university and later received God's call into the full-time ministry. So, with many, so many things could have gone wrong during my teenage years, my growing up years, and yet God kept me through those difficult years of growing up in a disadvantaged environment. And yes, my past was very painful. And yet, I can see the great I am guiding me at every juncture of my growing up years. I would sense God's fatherly hand nudging me towards the path that I needed to take at every major decision point of my life. And let me give you an example right now. I remember praying to God for a junior college that I should go to after my O-level examinations. You see, you must understand that why should I pray this to God, right? For some of you, you have decided where to go at a, at, at when immediately after your O-levels, you know where you want to go. But for me, I needed to pray because none of my family members had gone to a college before. And so I prayed. I didn't have, I didn't have educated parents to talk to or, or, or uncles and aunties I could, I could consult. So I prayed and asked the Lord about this matter. And the Lord showed me a college that no one from my entire school would choose to go to except me. And I realized, you know, when after going to the college, right, that none of my school, any of my school past or at the point in time, right, in the past had ever attended their college. I felt strange going into this college initially because I, the Lord asked me to go. So I went and I, I felt strange initially, but I, I sensed the presence and assurance of the Lord in that journey. I could have gone to other colleges where my friends were, all my good friends were there or in other colleges. But I chose to go where the great I am had wanted me because I sensed Him speaking to me, asking me to do and make a decision that was a little bit different from the rest of my friends. But do you know something? That turned out to be one of the best decisions that I had made. The college that I went to had the right environment a good set of very experienced teachers and fellow believers that gave me a very good experience during those two years of my JC life. The great I am was my father, 
providing guidance when it was dark and gloomy in my life. And I can go on with God's presence in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s. But because of time, I want to move on to the current situation right now. Because not only was Yahweh, not only was Christ the God of my past, the great I Am of my past, He is also the great I Am in my life right now. Because the last two years in the pandemic have, have been excruciatingly difficult. I became, if you remember, I became the senior pastor of Grace Assembly in 2020. And immediately we went into the pandemic. I didn't have time to get to know everyone very well, both the staff and of course our church members before being thrown into leading a crisis. And in God's time, in God's timing and plan, I was infected by COVID in the second month of my leadership over Grace. I remember it was in February. What a great way last year to start my leadership in Grace Assembly with a crisis and infection. In my struggles and confusion, the great I Am became my source of strength and pillar. The great I Am was my shelter my comfort and peace when everything around me was not making sense. There was so much confusion around me. I also noticed that the Lord was doing something around me during the pandemic. And because I was the face of the crisis in Grace Assembly, many Christians got to know me better, prayed for me regularly and rallied around me in difficult times. And I remember even from, from the young adults, ministry came, a video that, that, that encouraged me and said, Pastor, we are encouraging you on and we will rise again. I remember the video that, that, that a group of you came, put together and, and said to me. I also believe that many Grecians pitied me for being, being infected with COVID and gave me a lot of chance and grace for all the mistakes I had made leading through the pandemic. The great I am knew the best way for me to get into the heart of Grace Assembly in the fastest way through this crisis. And looking back right now, I can see God's wisdom and purpose in all that have happened. God, Christ, was the great I am for me in the past. He's the great I am for me right now in this pandemic. What about the future ahead of me? Well, I don't know exactly what will be ahead of me, but I know, I know that the great I am is and will be with me. Based on my four decades of relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe that the great I am will be in every situation of my life. Christ was the great I am in my past. He is the great I am in my current situation. And He will be the great I am in my future. So church, in closing, let me say this right now to all of us and let me declare to you, Christ was with you in the past. He is with you in your current situation right now and He will be with you in the future. Christ is the great I Am in your life. And with this assurance, let us pray right now. Lord Jesus, thank you Thank you for showing us from your word today from Exodus chapter 3 that you are involved in every situation of our lives. You are our sufficiency. 
You are all that we need. You are the great I am in our lives. So God, we thank you for being there with us. And with every head by every eye closed, I want to allow different ones of you to respond to God's word this afternoon. And for the first group of you, some of you are going through difficult times right now. You're facing the pharaohs in your life where there are many challenges and impossibilities. It could be impossibilities in your workplace. It could be in your school or even your family. And some of you may need God's direction on, on the course that you, 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 you want to take or the job to apply or even the relationship to, that you are in right now. You need God's direction. And you need God to show you His purpose, His timing, whether to stay in the situation or to leave the situation. And if that's you right now, I want you wherever you are in, wherever you are right now listening in, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to reveal Himself to you where you are right now. That's right. Lift your hands. Lift your hands to Him and say, God, I seek your purpose and timing for my life. I seek your will, your mind on this situation. God, reveal yourself to me right now. And then another group of you, you know that God has called you into the situation you are in right now to face the pharaohs of your life. The situation is challenging, but you know that God is with you. You can sense His presence with you. And yes, you are shaken because of the level of difficulty you are encountering right now. But yet at the same time, in your heart, you need the assurance of the great I Am. You need the assurance of Christ to be your strength, to be your wisdom, and to grant you favor. And if that's you right now, where you are, I want you to lift your hands to the great I Am as well. And I want you to declare Declare that your reliance, your dependency, they are upon Christ. That's right. And let Christ know that He is all that you need. You tell Him right now, you say, God, you have placed me in this situation. God, you have placed me here. I know it is your will for me to be here. Then God, grant me your presence and your strength to go through these, to go through all these challenges and to speak to the pharaohs of my life, to let God's people go. So where you are right now, if you need God's presence, lift your hands to Him right now and say, God, I need you in my situation. I need you to walk with me. Hallelujah. Let me pray for all of you right now. Lord Jesus, you see these hands. These hands, they are raised before you, oh God. These hands, they need you to be the great I am in their lives, in their situation, in their family, in their studies, in their relationship. And may you touch each of these precious lives. Manifest, oh God, your might and your power. And let your will, your purpose be done in your, in your people's life right now. In the lives of your children, every son, every daughter. Lord, may you manifest your power, your glory. May you go with them, touch them where they are. Father, for those who sense, oh God, they, are, they, are, they need realignment to you because they're not walking in your timing, not walking according to your timing and purpose. May you realign them quickly right now back to your will, back to your purpose, oh God. So Father, I commit your people to you. Let the alignment of Christ take place right now in Jesus' powerful name. And all of God's people say, Amen, Amen, Amen.